0: It's Micah chapter 5, we're going to start in verse 2, this is what the scripture records. But you, O Bethlehem, who are too little to be among the clans of Judah, from you shall come forth for me one who is to be ruler in Israel, whose coming forth is from of old, from ancient days. There, therefore he shall give them up until the time when she who is in labor has given birth. Then the rest of his brothers and sisters shall return to the people of Israel and he shall stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God. And they shall dwell secure. For now he shall be great to the ends of the earth, and he shall be their peace. So we dive into the scriptures together this morning, let's pray. Lord God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for, thank you for the faithfulness of your word. Lord, we thank you for Christmas. We ask that you would posture our hearts right now this morning, for the arrival of you, Jesus, to remember all that you are and all that you are to us. We ask that right here and right now this morning we would find ourselves in the stillness of this moment. We acknowledge your presence. We want more of you. Lord Jesus, we just ask that if we don't feel like we belong in this space, that you would shatter that lie. That if we don't feel like the gospel can transform our life That you would shatter that lie. That Holy Spirit, you would come and that you would move. You have your way. That whatever scheduled thing we have going right now, the Heavenly Father, your presence, would be the most powerful thing in this room. We love you. We give you all glory. It's in your mighty name, Jesus, all the beloved said. Amen. Amen. Uh, One of the most amazing things that I love about Christmas is that we can all relate to the start of it, can't we? Uh, That you and I, we were all at one time in our lives, whether it was a long time ago or just a short while back, all of us, uh, we were at one time a sweet, cute, and innocent baby. And as followers of Jesus, we don't really know for certain uh, what it's like to be strung up on a Roman cross with nails driven through our wrists and our feet, We have really little awareness of what death and what that kind of death really feels like, looks like, or how painful it would have been, or that experience of shame and ridicule and torture that would actually be. That you and I, we do our best as the body of Christ to take up our cross daily, die to ourselves and follow the way of Jesus and love people as Jesus has loved them and called us and commanded us to do so as well. But those crosses we bear, they're hard to relate to the one that's on Calvary. Uh, the tree that our Savior bore on our behalf so we could live into the joy of His grace and experience the reason for His coming that is Christmas. But a baby, well, we've all been one of those. Maybe you were a cute one like myself, or you took some time to really shine and you came alive in your toddler years, no judgment. Uh, No matter the case, we all have it in common. And the cross of Christ Jesus, the fullness of love displayed upon it in all of its glory, it is hard to comprehend. But that infant born Christmas morning might be even more wild to comprehend. The fullness of the living God born in the flesh. The fullness of the one true God born into the world completely and totally helpless as an infant baby. That's us, you know. We're not babies anymore, but we are completely and totally helpless in our sin. And that's actually the joy of Christmas. The truth that it is not us who can be good enough to make our way up to God. No, 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 no. But to rest in the truth that our God in deep love for us comes down. And Jesus, born into the world as a child, is putting on full display for us. How completely and totally trustworthy the Heavenly Father's love really is. But what's all this got to do with Micah chapter 5 of what we just read? Well, all of what we just read, it points to Jesus. Every verse nudging us further into His reality. Every word leading us closer and closer to the One who will be born and redeem the world unto Himself. All of it is pointing to Christmas. I just got back from a time in eastern Oregon uh, trying to act like a man, all rugged and hunting with some of my friends. And I'm finally back home and I get the gift to toss the kiddos to bed. I sing Asher and Marvin some songs and I pray for them. I make myself a cup of chamomile tea uh, to fight off whatever is trying to take me out right now. I put a little bit of honey in it, uh, snag my Bible, eager and expectant for the Holy Spirit to move in me to speak to me, to, to nudge me. Uh, Alyssa's out for the night with some friends, so it's just me, my chamomile tea, and the scriptures. And I turn on my favorite TV fireplace on YouTube. You know the one that, that crackles just right, where the flames dance just ever so so. Don't judge me. Don't judge me. If you've got a real fireplace at home, God bless your life. I don't. I cozy up to the TV one on YouTube. And I've got that thing cranked up to like volume 24 so I can really hear the wood crackle. And I'm cuddled up next to my Christmas tree with the scriptures like an actual real man. Uh, And I'm a few verses into this passage that we just read. And it's coming alive to me. Like the prophetic word of Micah, it's like my soul is finally catching up to my body. Uh, Christmas, and it's reality, it's, it's starting to wake up my bones Uh, And then all of a sudden, like the devil himself is in my living room, an advertisement on my TV fireplace starts blaring through the speakers. And this advertisement starts screaming at me, interrupting this holy and peaceful moment. And it's some person trying to sell me on all these gadgets and gizmos and buying and telling me that that's the real meaning of Christmas. I almost threw my dog at the TV. Like this holy and peaceful moment just radically interrupted man, isn't that us just so often? Like in all of our normal moments, so sped up, so hurried in this season that we rush on ahead to the holiday cheer. It's so easy in this life to become distracted, so busy and so filled with noise that we so often and easily get so preoccupied with everything else in this life when all of it is actually pointing us to the fullness of Jesus. That we are far too often not drawn into this God who deeply loves us. This Son that is born Christmas Day, and the Spirit that is at work right now in this very room. This morning, as I already made mention, we're going to do something a little different as a community together. We're going to try our best to actually put this into practice. To do away with the consumer mindset, the busy pace of life, The regular scheduled programs and systems. And instead just be still. Be still and receive what the Lord God has done for us. Be still and receive the reality of Christmas. The reality that you and I get to slowly journey towards as a church family together. That in a few moments we're going to partake in communion. To practice just receiving the gift of His grace. Receiving the gift of his life for us and in us. Let us not fall trapped to the noise. But let us fall in love with our Savior, the truth of Christmas that is all for us and all to us, drawn further into perfect love that has come down for anyone and everyone. Let's read this passage again, slowly, without the rush. Let's lean in. No advertisements. No selling points, no consuming, no smooth talks to try to get you to come back for something else. Just peace, joy, delight. But you, O Bethlehem, who are too little to be among the clans of Judah, from you shall come forth for me one who is to be ruler in Israel, whose coming forth is from of old, from ancient days. And he shall be their peace. Jesus. He's the one born Christmas in Bethlehem. The place that was too little and insignificant among the clans of Judah. Jesus, the one born in the smallest of ways and the most despicable places to the smallest of families. Why? For he's gentle and lowly. He comes not to call the powerful to himself, but to subject his power for the sake of us. Who cannot save ourselves. Jesus is the one from old, of ancient days, all the way back in Genesis. The one creating is now entering into the likeness of his creation to redeem it to wholeness. Jesus is the one who that virgin girl in labor gave birth to. And Jesus is the one who calls you and I, not by anything else other than brother and sister, unites us under his blood, made way by his birth, So we, like the scripture has said, shall return to be the people of God. Jesus is the one standing in the heavenly places. Shepherds his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of our God. Jesus is the good shepherd who comes and by his birth offers new birth for all people. Anyone and everyone. Even the shepherds who bore witness to his coming in that dirty stable all those years ago. Jesus is the one The only one who is great to the ends of the earth. The beginning and the end. The one whose God's fullness is pleased to dwell. Jesus is the one who is our peace. Who promises to always be our peace. You see, all of it. All of it, it points to Jesus. That far too often we aren't drawn into this God who deeply loves us the Son who is born Christmas Day, and the Spirit that is at work in this very room here and now. We are more readily interrupted by advertisements about this Jesus rather than experiencing the fullness of His love for us, the fullness of His peace, the fullness of His grace and His life. Not just a momentary peace. No, Christmas brings a peace that leads to wholeness. We don't just need the absence of sickness or darkness. We need to be made whole again. And at its deepest and most rich meaning, peace means to be made whole. So Jesus, he comes and he offers us his peace. Micah chapter 5 lays testimony to a coming of a king that offers us more than we could ever imagine. That coming is Christmas. It's the beginning of that peace moving into the neighborhood. But for that peace to bring wholeness, it must be received. That we can spectate Christmas all we'd like. But in order for the person of peace to become reality for us, to be the embodied existence and experience we live from, we must receive it, take of it, eat of it, receive Him. We want that peace. Are you with me? Not the absence of momentary things kicking up debris of darkness all around us, but wholeness, real and true life, peace that surpasses all understanding because the one who brings it, his love for us, cannot be understood. It must be experienced, it must be known. He must be known. And this morning, we're going to do our best to try to put it into actual practice, to step out of the schedule to step out of the consumer mindset and the busy place of life and instead just be still. Be still and receive the Lord God who absolutely loves us and all that He has done for us. Be still and come alive in the reality of Christmas. So we're going to stop our teaching here today. And we'll pick it up where we left off next week. But for now, we're going to worship the King of Glory who comes at Christmas Worship the God who stepped out of heaven so we could experience the fullness of his love. And we together are going to receive. Receive his body broken for us. That's the bread. Receive his blood that was shed for us on our behalf. That's the cup. One of my favorite parts about Christmas in communion is that anyone and everyone is invited. That no matter your story, no matter what you've done, no matter what your past may have looked like, no matter the thoughts in your head, the pride that swells in your heart, the darkness that is deep within you, no matter the guilt or the shame, because of Christmas, because of who Jesus is, and because the gospel changes everything, you are invited. You are invited as we come into repentance and receive the goodness of His grace to come to the table, partake in the brokenness of his body, the shedding of his blood, and rejoice that Christmas means we are redeemed. That God did not just peek over the banister from heaven and shout to earth that we're loved. No. He put on skin and bone. He came to us. He calls us sons and daughters. That those who gathered around that first Christmas, they were just like those who gathered around that first communion. Outcasts, shepherds, fishermen, common, ordinary, small, weak, vulnerable, broken, dusty, dirty, and fragmented people who knew they needed something outside of themselves to come and make them whole again. Can you believe that we get to receive this? All of who Jesus is. All of the Father's love for us. All of the outpouring of the Spirit upon us. Would we be a community together who knows the depths of who our God is? How much he loves us? And would the reality of Christmas start to wake up our bones? All of the bread this morning is gluten-free, so anyone and everyone is actually invited. It's just juice, so no need to worry. There'll be two places in the back and two places up front here where you can come during our time of worship and receive. Receive a piece of bread broken that you can dip in the cup. Take it back to your seat and in your own moment, receive the love of Jesus for you. You've got to admit that one of the best things about Christmas is just receiving those gifts. Things we didn't earn that were just given. Let us not overlook today in the stillness of this morning to receive again, And again and again, the only one who's given us life. I'm going to pray. We're going to worship together. We're going to receive together. And so often in the body of Christ, so often in the local church, we come to communion with sorrowful hearts. Could I remind us that Christmas, oh man, it's good news, a great joy. Jesus was not forced out of heaven. No, the love in his heart saw you saw you and came running. If you're able, would you stand? We're going to pray together. If you're helping serve communion, you can find your way to your station. Let's pray. Lord God, we love you. We thank you for the stillness and joy of this morning. We thank you that you do not move and work within a schedule or a program, but that your presence is so good and so loving that it meets us right here and right now. We ask Holy Spirit, That we would experience something different this morning. That we would receive the fullness of your love for us. That all of our preconceived ideas and notions of what church is supposed to look like or what we've heard Christmas to be, that they would all fall flat. And that Jesus, you would reveal yourself to us. It is our joy to worship you. It is our joy to redirect all of the busyness and chaos and advertisement of this life to you, the King of glory. We acknowledge you. We thank you for your body that was broken for us. We thank you for your blood that was shed for us. We thank you that you left heaven to come for us. That the truth of Christmas puts on your Father's heart on full display. So would you come here and now Would we experience your tangible presence? We love you. It is our joy to worship you. It's in your mighty name, Jesus, all the beloved said. Amen.